to Soul Binge Podcast. I got a question for you. Do you struggle with patience? Um, I struggle with it so much that I'm not even going to wait for your answer. I'm just going to interject and say you probably do. I would say that nobody has yet mastered patience altogether completely. I know I sure haven't. Um, it's one of those things that falls perfectly in line with what we do here on Soul Bench Podcast. Welcome if it's your first time. Welcome back if it's not your first time. And what we do here on the show, what I'm alluding to is the fact that we work towards ultimately bettering ourselves in areas that are internal, that deal with internal growth, growth of the spirit, growth of the mind, trying to make sense of life in all of its craziness, and in the same time trying our best to always move forward, always to grow. And the way that we like to approach that is sometimes we will do what we're doing today, and that is take a more broad issue, something like patience, something that you could never be perfect at, and seeing what ways we can practically apply uh, different practices, I guess, to make make ourselves better and ultimately get better overall. That's the goal here. Soul Binge Podcast, where we want to talk about the inner man, the person on the inside, who you really are, who you're really becoming. And you are becoming, hopefully, more patient as the days go by. If not, I don't blame you because <laughs> it's a little bit crazy out there. But in a lot of different ways, we should work towards being more patient And it's not just strictly a negative concept when I say that because a lot of people, when they hear the word patience, they think that that has to do with something that's like, you know, bad. Like, meaning to say that patience is one of those issues where if someone tells you to have patience, it's because you're being impatient. That's kind of our association with that word. If someone says, hey, you need to have patience, or if you're even reminding yourself, I need to have more patience, it implies that you're in a state of being impatient and therefore you're not doing your job well enough someone's needing to tell you or you're even maybe telling yourself that this is what's going on this is what you need to work on and i'm telling you like i said patience is one of those deals that you really you won't be able to ever fully get there as far as mastering patience necessarily but at the same time because it's one of those things that is inherently constant uh in our lives that we always need to be working on then we should always be working on it i know that sounds really simple But if we were to give up completely on patience, and I'm sure there are some out there who have, maybe if you're listening to this, you thought about someone else, maybe hopefully you're not, but hopefully you didn't think about anyone, but for sure hopefully you didn't think about yourself when I'm saying this, but you might be thinking of someone out there that fits that mold perfectly, someone who's given up on patience altogether, and they just don't practice any sort of patience at all with their lives. If there are people out there like that that are living that kind of way, it's ultimately going to result in this bigger issue where nothing will be able to bring you any sort of joy or satisfaction. We talked a couple episodes ago, it's been a minute now, but uh, about the differences between joy and happiness and which one is greater. Uh, Plot twist, ultimately joy is greater than happiness because happiness is a momentary conclusion, whereas joy can be something that is constant no matter what your attitude might feel like that day. And with patience... If you give up on it completely, then you'll never be able to enjoy any of those things that bring you joy or even feel that happiness even in a moment moment that passes by, right? Um, On this program, if you're, like I said, new to the show, welcome. We like to talk about a couple different ways to approach these bigger issues and um, give some practical insight as far as 
how to make sense of all of it, how to apply real life actions that we can do to, you know, get ourselves better ultimately. And one way that we do it is we incorporate other people in the conversation by way of including uh, a Bible verse here or there. We've got a couple to read here in a little bit. We also like to do quotes every once in a while. We'll, we'll find a quote based off the topic that we're going in on. And today there's quite a few of, uh, of quotes that we could bring up. Ironically, a lot of these are anonymous, uh, meaning to say that whoever wrote this and said this initially is not given the credit for <laughs> what uh, what they wrote or said, which is kind of funny uh, in a way. Um, but the first one that I wrote down for you know quotes on 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 patience specifically, <clears throat> someone anonymous said, "Patience is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting." Someone else, also anonymous, said that. Uh, said here that God has perfect timing. Never early, never late. It takes a little patience, and it takes a lot of faith, but it's worth the wait. Someone anonymous said that. It also said uh, something to the effect of, like, stay patient. And that was an, a quote from Anonymous, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, you know, which I guess it would be worse if they try to give one person credit for saying stay patient. So maybe Anonymous was a better... Uh, solution there, right? But man, I just, whenever it comes to patience, it's one of those things, dude, where we always need to be working towards being better, but not just strictly so that the outcome is somehow better than what it was already going to be and your experience with it. Because I, I mentioned that a second ago, that if you're not patient, whenever you are living your life and going through the process of life, then you won't actually feel that initial joy whenever something comes to fruition for you. But the other thing too, as far as why we should we should be practicing patience, is because a lot of the stuff that we are impatient about is usually an uncomfortable thing or an uncomfortable situation that we that we don't like or maybe it's just super negative even something is going wrong and so I want it to change and I'm being impatient because it's not changing fast enough. That's more often than not, I think, what people struggle with. At least it is for me. Maybe if there's something that's going on in my life that needs to change and I need to see it become better, I'll be impatient in order to see that change. Uh, it can happen where it's kind of the other thing where I'll be impatient over something that I want uh, that would ultimately be good. Maybe I'm, I've got an idea that I want to purchase a certain item that I would really just like to have. And so I'll become a little impatient and maybe try to rush, rush through the process of getting that item that I want to purchase or whatever. But the bigger problem too is whenever we whenever we find ourselves dealing with a frustrating situation that we're trying to get out of or we're trying to move past and we just we we get impatient in the middle of all of that it it ultimately i'll say a big statement here but it ultimately hurts your heart whenever you become impatient for something not working out uh or something you know working through something quick enough based off of your time clock you know because for some reason we were made to believe that that time clock matters when really it's ultimately up to god but anyway um it's, it hurts your heart because, yes, we said it already, whenever you get through it, you don't really appreciate the fact that you got through it, but it creates this disdain between you and, call it life, call it God, call it whatever you want to, because since, it's not, since the process of going through that journey 
didn't happen to the pace or speed that you preferred, it didn't go based off your preferences, then we get to that place in our minds. We all do it. I've done it before where we become almost entitled to the fact that we think, okay, because I want it to be better then it just ought to be better now. And because it's not, I'm going to have disdain. And of course that ultimately results in not appreciating the conclusion of that issue if it ever concludes. But quite frankly, it, it could conclude it could conclude and you could find yourself out of that situation but you're living as if you're still stuck in that situation because it didn't happen on your terms man we're not even 10 minutes into this episode and we're going in on this one it's going to be a good one um I, I don't have a lot of like bullet points most of this was just going to be kind of my thoughts on the issue of patience and so that's what we're doing right now but it's, it's just one of those things where we all need to work better at, at getting ourselves to that place in our minds and in our hearts where number one, we are okay with something either happening or not happening, you know, as kind of an in general thing. And then deeper than that, whether or not it happens to our terms and our clock and our timeline. And then to, to realize that because there are factors in most situations in your life that rely on other things that you can't control or maybe even other people, realize and recognize that whenever you actually accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, then by golly, you need to learn how to appreciate those other people or that other thing that you could not control. Ultimately, if I am impatient about something, it's oftentimes going to involve something that is outside of my ability to control because if I could just control it and I was truly impatient enough to not want to wait then I would just get the job done you know if I've got dishes to do and I just feel lazy and I don't want to do them me not doing them and then being frustrated later that I still have to do them that's not the same thing as me being impatient for a clean kitchen does that make sense I'm not being impatient for a clean kitchen I'm just being lazy and not getting the job done it's inside of my control so I can go and do it. But whenever impatience or patience comes into the picture, it's oftentimes going to deal with things that are outside of your control. So if that's the case, then the fact that we're freaking out over stuff that we can't control anyway is already kind of, you're kind of losing already. You're not going to come out completely on top already. And then along right along with that, really, you've got, of course, to deal with the fact that <laughs> whenever you've actually gotten out of whatever your problem is now you can't just stand there and say look at how awesome I was to get out of that no dude that's it's going to be based off of things that you could not control that's where thankfulness and and appreciation and and you know admiration for the right people or the right things or for god if anything uh, need to come into play because at the end of the day if you were impatient for something to happen and it dealt with something that was beyond your control then once it happened, your first thing should not be, look at how great I was to get out of that. It should be, you know, how thankful you are to be out of it and then thankful for the things that you couldn't control to be out of it. I'm, I'm using one memory that I have from um, years back in order to get inspiration for this podcast episode to talk about impatience and patience and all that. And um, the memory deals with whenever I was uh, going to church in Kansas City, Missouri, and I was pretty heavily involved with the music ministry up there, uh, playing music, singing, uh, whatever I could get my hands on to do, I would try and get you know, my hands on to do it. And it in ultimately influenced me in you know pretty massive ways as far as ultimately what I'm doing now. 
I think I said ultimately like 90 times in the last four seconds, which is podcasting content top tier. Um, I should have said it is top tier podcasting content. But anyway, all right, I'm not taking any of that out. I'm just going to leave it in there. If you're trying to wait for me to get to the point and you're getting anxious, then you need to just be patient. But anyway, <laughs> I got you. I got myself on that one. Um, yeah, so anyway, I've I've found myself, of course, doing music ministry at my church here in San Antonio now and have been since we've been here. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a great time. And a lot of what I know to teach other people when it comes to um, the music ministry side of what we do at the church, a lot of it comes, of course, from my own personal experiences and the trainings and teachings that I've gotten from other people in the past, just like every everybody else. And one thing that I remembered happening um, back in Kansas City, way on back in the day, is we would have choir practice and we would learn a song. Like if we were going to learn a new song, the way that the music director would always do it is he would re- he would just read off without uh, without us listening to how it goes, without us talking about the notes that you sing or the three parts or the four parts or whatever or even the music, he would have everyone start off by reading the lyrics. And he would say, um, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a little like sign in here, a little like decoration sign in our bedroom where I'm recording this right now that says happy wife, happy life. So we'll use that. Like if the lyrics were happy wife, happy life, it would go like this. The director would say happy wife, happy life. Or no, no, no. Here we go. He would say it like happy wife. And then everyone would go, happy wife and then he would go happy life and then they go happy life this way you're really learning the lyrics first okay so then came time to sing the actual song and learn the notes and it was like a, a, a disaster freight train would let loose not all the time not even the majority of the time but occasionally this issue would pop up and, and rise up where the music director is now going to take the notes that you're supposed to sing and he's going to sing them for you. And because the people in the choir now know the words, they sing it with him at the same time. So if he's supposed to sing, Happy wife, happy life, or whatever, (laughs) you're welcome for that. Like, as he's doing it, by the time he gets to wife, the rest of the choir is going to start singing and... It's just going to sound kind of weird. They're kind of guessing with him. Like, I don't know if I'm painting the right type of picture for you, but it's like they're guessing what the note's going to be, and they're trying to just sing it along with him kind of thing. And literally 10 out of 10 times, and this has happened whenever we've led music before, and it's happened, uh, if this has happened in practice, we would do the same thing. 10 out of 10 times, he would stop the singers and say, hold on, wait, listen first. (laughs) Listen first. And then he would sing it through. And then they would know from that point not only the lyrics, but the way it ought to be to be sang. And then they would do it. And it would sound perfectly fine, right? And it would never sound fine. It would have never sounded fine. Fine-did-did-did. If he would have let them just sing with him as he's singing it for the first time that the singers ever heard it, right? And just because you know the words doesn't mean you know how the how the music goes or how the melody goes or even the harmonies. And he would tell everyone to stop and listen first. Stop, listen first. If anyone from our church who's done worship before with us, a lot of our students that, if you're listening to this, might recognize this. We've done this before where 
you take the words that you now know and you're trying to sing along with the person teaching you the part because you figured you got the lyrics already so let's just sing this thing right and it's not always that simple the better way to learn is by listening first title of this episode is learn by listening and we're going to of course get a little bit deeper than just when it comes to singing but whenever we're talking about something as specific as singing it's important that you listen first if anything for the first and the most obvious reason so that you don't mess up how it ought to go right but it also deals with the fact that whether you're ignoring the way the melody ought to be or if you're ignoring the actual lyrics you're ultimately going to be missing something if you're not fully focused on both now multitasking is impossible they've proven that scientifically you can't be doing two things at once but if i'm going to say words like i love you but i'm going to say it in a way that sounds like you know how are we going to pay bills this month then that's not going to communicate I love you that well. Or I could say a tone that would match better with I love you, and I could do that, and then I could, I could, you know, I could say, why haven't you taken the trash out? But it's like, why haven't you taken the trash out? That's not how I say I love you, but you get what I mean. Like, if you don't have the right tone to match what you're saying, then something is going to be miscommunicated when you're talking, right? And so that leads all the way back to what you initially learn in order to know how to say and to know what to say when you're trying to say something. The problem that we have in today's society is that everybody is opinionated. The second problem that we have in this society is that everyone's opinion is correct, at least according to that person's opinion. I used to make a joke and say that I would need to search for something in the Bible and if uh, it wasn't there, I would have to look in the book of second opinions, right? And so it's it's this issue ultimately that we all face where if we aren't saying the right thing or if we're saying it incorrectly, miscommunication takes place. But that ultimately does not fall on the issue of when you say it, but when you learn how to say it or when you learn what to say physically. At some point, you learned to say I love you to your parents, hopefully, you know, or I love you to your spouse or whatever. And maybe you learned to say that because someone told you first and you listened. Maybe you learned how to communicate to someone that they're not doing a good job when it comes to whatever, but you were able to do it in a way that doesn't cut them down. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and assume, safe bet, that if you're able to do that, it's because someone did it for you first. They were able to correct you in a way that didn't make you feel like you were being condemned. If ever you were you know, finding yourself in a place where you needed to communicate to someone something that was ultimately bad news, but you didn't want to do it in a way that came across rude, the only way you would know how to do that is if you heard someone else do it first. Every single person having an opinion, I'm going to take back what I said a minute ago, is not necessarily wrong. But whenever we approach each opinion that we have as if it's right simply because it's our opinion, then that is just, that's where you start to, that's where you start to lose at this game called life. Because you have to first learn by listening. Learn by listening first, and then you can go off of what you know. One rule that I have for life in a lot of different areas, and I've said it on the podcast before, is this. Go with what you know. Go with what you know. 
go with what you know. If you don't know all the details, then you go with what you know. But the prerequisite for that is to say that you are a you are aware that you aren't fully aware and that you're aware that you don't know maybe every detail. Right? If I'm if I am going through anything in life and I'm trying to wait for every single detail to pan itself out and to just, you know, work itself out and I need to have every part of my life completely mapped out before I live a single day of it, then you're never going to live because that's not how life works. you got to go with what you know. But you also have to be able and willing to listen and learn and learn by receiving and not always by being the one who is giving or the one who is speaking out or the one that is opinionated or the one that has the answers all the time. Right? This roots back to impatience, ultimately, because it would be quicker for me to take my assumptions and make a blanket statement about whatever, right? This is why I brought up the go with what you know thing, because the prerequisite there is that you know that you don't know completely. But if you were to act like you know completely without having all of the right information, hashtag 2020, 2021, for several reasons that you could probably guess, if you were to just go with what you think you know and you say it with full conviction as if it's the truth even though you know that you don't know then if that isn't delusional <laughs> on a worst case then still on simply a best case scenario you're you're fooling yourself and you know that you're fooling yourself you know if again it roots back to impatience because you would rather be quick with your answer and response to whatever you're in front of and whatever you're facing than to get all the details lined up correctly or to ever have to admit that you don't know something. Okay? Um, this is kind of a side note, but I had said a long time ago um, that if I was ever going to write a book, it would be called that the automotive industry taught me how to lie. <laughs> and the reason is because it is so quick for me to be on the phone with a customer who dropped their car off three hours ago and said, don't worry, get to it whenever you want to get to it. And they call and they say, hey, do you have an update for me yet? It's so much easier for me to go, actually, I don't have all the answers yet on the car, but I'm a, I'm about to get it from the technician, so just give me a minute and I'll, give, I'll call you right back with that. When the answer truly is that we haven't even touched the car keys yet, much less the car. Like, you say that in order to not come across like you just neglected their car because you don't want them to just say never mind and pick it up and go somewhere else. But ultimately what that would require is that you are honestly a little bit dishonest. So then what happens is, is your wife calls you before she comes home from work and she says, hey, did you take out the trash? And you say, actually, I'm doing it right now. You're not doing it right now. You're sitting on the couch still. You just were reminded to go do it and you hadn't done it, but you don't want to look bad. So you tell a little fib in order to not look bad. But ultimately that type of stuff gets you in a heaping mess of trouble obviously right and so like it comes back to an impatience issue where we would rather pretend that we know information or pretend that we know the outcome or pretend that we know just everything involved with what we're doing instead of having to admit at any point that we don't know what's going on i'll say it very directly the whole COVID-19 thing bothered me for a lot of different reasons. It bothered a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. But I didn't have an issue with not knowing what was going on. I had an issue with the people that tried to pretend that they knew what was going on when I knew that they didn't know, right? Like immediately after we knew what coronavirus was, the, the phrase coronavirus or COVID-19, immediately after that you heard six feet apart and two-week quarantine right away. And I'm thinking, bro, how many tests did you do 
to make sure that it was a 14 day quarantine and that that was the solution. Did you do several where he, you know, homeboy stayed inside for 13 days, you sent him back out and then all of a sudden he's sick again. I, I can guarantee you the answer is not enough. When you ask the question, how many tests did you do? The answer was not enough. And it probably never would be enough, but it was so quick that it was just like, bro, I, that it's a little suspicious, you know, I don't, I don't think that that's, that that's right. And someone out there would have rather pretended to know, uh, would have rather to pretend to know. I don't know how to say that. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know how to say it and I'm going to admit it. Um, but I'm also not patient enough to pause this and look up how to say it. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. You, we would rather not look dumb or not look bad or not look like, you know, we're a bunch of idiots that don't know what's going on to admit that we are able to be at fault, to admit that we are able to be wrong. We would rather avoid all that stuff. We would, and it results in either laziness and or ultimately impatience. A lot of people, when it comes to political or socio issues, social issues, um, they, they would rather not learn by listening. They would rather just pretend to know or assume that they know because it fits their narrative perfectly. Now, here's the problem is, is that that happens on both sides. My biggest problem with any and all of it is inconsistency. That's always been my big issue, but I'm not here to be political today. I'm here to talk about myself and to talk about you, to talk about how impatient we can be sometimes. Um, but it's important to know, like, it, it's it's found its way in multiple different areas of our lives. So I'm just saying, it, whenever it comes to how we can maybe get better at it, first I want to start off by looking at a couple different places in, in the Bible to help us to understand really what we ought to be doing with our time, with our lives. Uh, a couple verses that I've got here for you to help make better sense of all this before we get to the end of this episode. Um, we got Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, as in reaping a harvest, if we do not give up. Romans eight twenty five says, But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Ephesians four and two says, with all humanity, or excuse me, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Philippians four six says, do not be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. Right? I love Romans twelve twelve. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. The assumption there is that you're going to have days where you're hopeful, and other days you're going to have days where you're feeling like you're just dealing with trials all day long. Trials, tribulations, struggles, situations, issues, problems. You know, in, in either one of them, you ought to be able to rejoice whenever your things are going well, and then know that the solution to the days that are not going well is simply just patience. I personally try to live my life and it's hard to do this, but I personally try to live my life, and I've said this for a long time, where essentially I treat life as if there are no bad days. Why is that? Here's my logic behind it. I've explained it before on the podcast in the pre on a previous episode, I'm sure. But the way I kind of justified the no bad days mantra is that ultimately, if there's that word ultimately again, um, if if the day has gone on long enough to be considered a horrible day, then it's almost over. And therefore, the day wasn't all that bad because you made it through that day. And then the next day is going to come. The next moment's going to come. 
You know, the next moment's going to come right after that. We have to be able to have patience. Another anonymous quote from before that I didn't read yet because I was waiting till now to say it said that that he who masters patience masters everything. Here's the deal, though. We started off this episode by reminding each one of us, including myself, especially myself, that we'll never master patience perfectly. Nobody's going to. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do that. And if you're trying your best to master it and you haven't yet gotten yourself there, eventually you could find yourself, ironically, getting frustrated that you haven't mastered patience yet, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, but the point is to is to get ourselves in this headspace and in our minds and in our hearts to say that no matter what I deal with, if it's a good day, I'm going to rejoice because it's a good day. If it's not a good day, all I have to do is be patient so that things can ultimately change, whether that is through my own abilities, and then I thank God for giving me the abilities to do it, or if it's through someone else or something else that's beyond my control, at which point patience really honestly is a lot easier to attain because you've recognized and, and reconciled really the fact that no, it's not going like it should, but it's also not your fault all the time. Sometimes it is your fault, and you've got to be willing to make the changes where you need to make the changes. But on the areas that are not your fault, be patient. Don't grow, don't grow weary of doing good, of doing well. In Ephesians 4, 2, when it says, when it says, uh, bearing one another, bearing with one another in love, to do so with humility, gentleness, and with patience, to recognize that people are people and people are humans, and humans are ultimately inherently doing wrong most of the time, and are unfortunately our default is to do bad or to do wrong or to do something, if anything, inconsistently. And so the, the issue is not being able to just create the outcome that we want to create in an instant with impatience involved, but to say that even if I have to be patient in order to get where I need to go, it's worth it because I'm trying to get somewhere. Learn by listening. Learn by listening. Listen, listen, listen. Take in. Take instruction from other people that you can trust, from the Bible, from God. Uh, be Work on the patience issue internally and externally. Communicate to everyone in every way that you can that, no, it may not be going like it should or like it's supposed to, but that doesn't mean that it's concluded. That doesn't mean that my life is over. I'm going to keep pushing forward. I'm going to get myself to that point where I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep working and and work on my patience and work on my ability to accept that it's not always supposed to go my way 100%. You know, and quite honestly, the reason I titled the uh, episode to learn by listening, learn by listening is, is because one key way that we can ultimately accomplish that patience is by, like I said a minute ago, taking in from counsel or from the Bible or from God or from people that can help you to stay positive and stay upbeat whenever you're going through something in life. Um, my pastor has said before, uh, multiple different occasions, he has said that if I'm the smartest person in the room, I've got to find a different room. Or maybe he said, I've got to find a bigger room. And you always want to be around the right kind of people that are going to help you not only to get through that stuff, but to, but to help you get through that stuff because they've told you and reminded you to be patient. You know, I'm not, I'm not the boy that I once was, but I'm not the man that I'm supposed to become one day. 
and I've got to have patience in order to get there. Right? I've got to, I've got to, I've got one mouth and two ears, so I've got to listen twice as much as I talk. Right? <laughs> so my dad always said, he would say, you've got two ears, one mouth, so you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Meaning to take in and meaning to not spout out off just a random whim because you feel like you've got enough information to go off of. If you don't got enough information to go off of, then don't do it. But instead, stick to the things that are true, the things that are constant, the things that won't fail you, the things that won't mess you up. And quite frankly, whether you're a Christian or not, for me, what that is and what that means is Jesus. And it means the Bible. People are people. Humans are humans. Every single person, no matter who they are, from the homeless person you've never met to the leader of the free world, president of the United States, all of them, this one, the one before, the one before him, and the one before him, um, every single one of them are human beings able to make mistakes. And each one of us have to recognize that however our lives look now, they will ultimately look how they're supposed to, and we'll get there a little bit better if we work on patience, and we work on listening more than we talk, and we work on we work on the internal stuff more than the external stuff because if we work on the internal stuff first, the external stuff will ultimately reflect what's going on on the inside. And if we can work on patience specifically, then we can get to ourselves where not only are we ultimately more joyous and happier and we can experience life in a better way that way, but we won't be defeated by the process and the journey of life itself. And quite frankly, that is very, very valuable. At least it is for me. It is for me. That's all I've got for you for today's episode for this week. I really do appreciate you listening. Um, hopefully we'll catch you on the next one. Share this podcast with somebody that might be able to you know, benefit from hearing it. Social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, different places that you can listen to. It should be anywhere that you get your podcast. Share it with somebody. Let someone know about it. Um, pray for yourself. Pray for your soul. Pray for your patience. Pray for my patience. And man, I just am, I'm excited for the process of life continuing forward, continuing on. I know it sounds dumb to say that, but I really am because life keeps moving and I want to move right along with it. Again, thanks for listening. You're, uh, you're the reason I do it is so that I can communicate things that have helped me throughout my life and ultimately the process of communicating them helps me too. So I appreciate that part of this whole podcast journey that we're doing. And yeah, we'll catch you on the next one next week have more information for you have more content for you have more insight for you have more random rambling rants for you <laughs> um so yeah thank you so much for listening like i said it's all good if it's not good right now it will get better catch you on the next one bye